0: Thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nvplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Now with me, for those of you who don't know me, because I know I see a lot of new faces, um, I am the campus pastor for Poinciana, our Poinciana campus, New Birth, Poinciana. Amen. There's a church there, you know, they're out there doing their thing, you know, casting out demons, healing the sick, bringing hope. You know, doing what a church is supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? Amen. My name is Ariel, like the little mermaid, no jokes. No jokes. Okay, I heard them all. I'm still in therapy for that. Amen. But God is good. My beautiful wife is with me, Nancy. Please stand up so everybody can see you. My beautiful daughter, Ariana, is here. Stand up so everybody can see you. And then my other one went with the children. She don't belong back there, but she wanted to go back there. Amen. Um, Let me, you already started the clock. I was just presenting my wife. I can't believe. Can you start the clock back at 40, please? Man, these guys. Willie threatened me. He sent me a text. You got 40 minutes, and you better not go over. I'm like. We're going to pray for Willie today. Before I finish, we're going to pray for deliverance. The spirit of threatening pastors is going today. It's going to go out today. Amen. Uh, I was just doing an introduction. But listen, I'm excited. I am Red Bull excited. Starbucks espresso elated to be here this morning. Amen. We pray for our pastors. They are out there living la vida loca in Hawaii amen, very well deserved, 25 years, amen, and we bless them, we honor them uh, for all they do for the body of Christ. You have your Bibles, your Bible app, we're going to read one verse, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6, and I want you to leave it open, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6, when you have it, say amen. If you're still looking for it, say, hold on, preacher. All right. Deuteronomy is in the New Testament. For those of you looking in the back in Revelations. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough. At this mountain. The Lord God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Now, when I got the call from Pastor Gabby about getting prepared to preach here, you know, I want to do something cute, you know, put on my my Giants jersey, being that it's Super Bowl, right? All the church, everybody got their, their jerseys. Everybody's putting a message together. You know, relating it to football, you know, all that stuff. But then the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit would, 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 he will mess up your party real quick. How many know that? Because I wasn't going to pray. I was going to pray. I said, nah, I got my message. I'm good. Because the reason I was scared to pray, because just in case the Holy Spirit would mess me up, and he did. He said, no, you, you ain't going to be cute. You ain't going to preach nothing about no football, Super Bowl. No, no, no. You're going to preach about what I, what, what, what I know my people need. And then the Holy Spirit confirmed it when, when Pastor Dwight texted me, what he was going to preach on this morning, which is very similar, is very attached. And I said, wow, this is it. I want you to find three people and tell them you have been there long enough. You have been there long enough. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, I ask that you prepare every heart, every mind, every spirit, Father, to receive the revelation of your word. Father, not only to receive the revelation of your word, but I pray that by the time they leave this place, they leave asking themselves, what is it that I need to change in my life? Father, we understand that you have a promised land, for every person and you want us to possess the promised land that you have for us that father there are things that are in the way that are stopping us from possessing what you have created for us father I ask that today be the day that we identify those things so that we can live the purpose in which you created us to live I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and the people of God say and amen. Deuteronomy is known as the book of repetition, the book of reproof, of correction. There are things in our lives that God needs to correct. How many know that's true? God, many times, has to remind us over and over and over again who he is and who we are until we get it. See, many of us, I don't know about you, but we can be stubborn. And so we go through things, and then we don't learn the lesson. And so we're right back to ground zero, doing the same stupidity over and over again. And this was the story of the people of Israel from Deuteronomy all the way to Joshua. But I love the book of Deuteronomy because it gives me hope. Because it reveals God's grace and his mercy. It shows me that God is the God of second chances, of third chances, of fourth chances and yes even fifth chances (laughs) you see he will continually reveal places in my life where I need to change because he loves me as I am but he loves me way too much to leave me as I am. Ain't you glad that God loves you too much to leave you in the condition that you are right now? Aren't you glad that when he found you, he didn't leave you the way he found you, but yet he picked you up, he turned you around, and he placed you on solid ground, and even when he placed you on solid ground, he said. This is not even enough. You know me as a savior, but now you're going to know me as a deliverer. Good God, have mercy. And so was it with the people of Israel. They knew him as one thing. (laughs) But God said, oh, your understanding of me is so limited. And I don't want you staying in that limitation. Because who I am, the mind, the human mind, is too small to comprehend. But I'm going to try to reveal to you who I am. But it's going to have to take some things, some places. I need to move you. And so here we find ourselves. Moses is preparing the people of Israel to enter the promised land. And in doing so, he recounts a specific incident in their past, which also has relevance to their present situation. God speaks to them at this mountain called Horeb. Somebody say Horeb. Horeb means a waste place. A place where you waste time. A dried up place where things dry up. Where, where things cease to exist. Horeb is where dreams die. Where purpose dries up where relationships perish. Good God. Horeb was supposed to be a temporary place. Some of you are still living in your Horeb. And that's where God speaks to you. He tells you, listen, you're in Horeb. I brought you here, but it is not for you to stay here. You're about to die. You're wasting time. You are try- your dreams are dying on you because you've become accustomed to Horeb. Good God. It is in this place called Horeb in which God speaks to the people of Israel. And what a what a coincidence. It takes from Horeb to the promised land, Canaan. It's supposed to take them 11 days to get there. Their promised land is not Horeb. Their promised land is Canaan. It's supposed to take them 11 days to get there. And what was supposed to be 11 days takes them 40 years. Disobedience will have you wandering 40 years when it should have taken you 11 days. There's a reason why you haven't got your breakthrough yet. There's a reason why God hasn't elevated you yet. There's a reason you haven't gone to your next dimension yet. There's a reason why you're still in chapter 1 when you should be in chapter 10. Good God, have mercy. There's a reason why you find yourself frustrated right now. There's a reason your marriage is where it is right now. Disobedience will have you wandering 40 years when it should take you a whole lot less. They're stuck. They're accustomed. They're okay with Horeb when God called them to so much more. Did you know that God is calling you to so much more, church? New birth, do you know that God has something so much better in store for you? Do you know that? In like manner, he is telling them that after 40 years in the wilderness, the time has come to to an end. Listen, you have circled this wilderness long enough It is time to move on, he tells them. It's interesting. In the New King James Version, it says, You have dwelt here long enough. You have dwelt here long enough. That's interesting. You know why? Because the word dwelt here means to remain. It means to settle. It literally means to marry. To marry means to make covenant. You have made covenant with something that you are not supposed to belong to. You have made a pact. You made a covenant. You settled in a place you don't belong. There are some things in your life that have been lingering on for way too long. Some attitudes, some mindsets, some habits, some strongholds to have you camping out in a place where you were never called to camp at. I believe that God is calling His church to get out. God is saying, Listen, this is an alarm. This is an alarm. I am sounding the warning alarm. It's time for you to understand that Horeb is not a permanent place. Horeb was just a place for me to reveal to you just a little bit of who I am. You got to understand that the devil, he comes to kill, rob and destroy but I come to give you life and life abundantly. You got to understand that you have a purpose in God but the devil knows you got a purpose. The day that you wake up and you understand who you are and what is your purpose and even more dangerously the day that you begin to walk in your purpose, all hell is going to break loose because he understands that one one person under the understanding of what their purpose is is an imminent threat to Satan's kingdom. I'm here to let you know that God has so much more. You don't have to live in Horeb, but the devil tells you this is it. There's nothing more for you, but the devil is a liar. I'm going to get up in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to stay in my Horeb. There's so much more. So in the text before us, God tells them it was time to break camp and leave the mountain. Look at the next verse. The next verse says, look at verse 7. Verse 7. Break camp and advance. Break camp for things that I see here. There are more, but I'm only going to stick to four because I was threatened by Willie. I only got 40 minutes. There's only four things. The first thing that I see here, in order for you to possess your promised land, four things. Number one, you possessing requires breaking camp. Possessing requires breaking camp. Look at verse 7. Break camp. You see that? Break camp. So the first thing is, it requires you breaking some things. There are some things that you need to break that can't go with you to your promised land. Those very same things that are holding you back, you can't move because it has you wrapped up. The Holy Spirit is saying this morning, break it. Break it and leave it. Break it and leave it. But but, but you don't understand. I don't want to understand. Break it and leave it is the word of the Lord. It cannot go with you to the promised land. You cannot possess your promised land until there are some things in your life that are broken. And God has given you the power and authority to break it. The Jews in their wilderness wanderings, they came to a place called Elim. Somebody say Elim, which was not a mountain per se but a place of mountaintop experience. You see, there was an abundance of food and water in Elim. It is much more to break camp when you're in Elim. There were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. Listen, I'm convinced that Elim is the most dangerous place in our Christian journey. It's so easy to mistake it for the promised land. The problem with the church is that he takes us to different levels in him. And we enjoy a powerful experience. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, did you feel that? Did you see? Oh, my God, this is amazing. And in our minds, we get tricked into believing this is it. There's nothing more from here. Oh, church, how dare you limit God? How dare you put God in a box? You can't put God in a box. Do you know how much more God has for new birth? Some of you move from Horeb to Elim. Right now you're in your Elim experience and you say, Oh my God, this must be it. Oh my God, this is amazing. This is awesome. And God says, Don't get used to it, because that ain't the promised land. And some of y'all stuck there. Israel was stuck there. Elim is a very dangerous place. You see, we can become so comfortable there that we don't want to leave. We, so we settle down when God wants us to break camp and move to the next place. Problem is, there is a hike between here and there. And usually, it's an uphill hike. So rather than make the uphill hike, we settle for the comfortable and the familiar. The promised land is over there. So now, we've got to break camp again, walk again, go uphill. Man, I'd rather stay here. Because I don't want to do all the work. I'm comfortable. I'm satisfied. It's dangerous when you become satisfied. There comes a time where you have to say to yourself, "Enough is enough is enough. It's time to break some things in my life. This place was supposed to be before a season, and I have made it a permanent address in my life. No wonder I get envious when I see other people moving forward. No wonder I become jealous when I see people passing me by. Listen, it got to listen, listen, listen. It breaking." breaking up with things that make us feel good is not easy. Can I get a witness? Breaking up with things that don't make us feel good is not easy. Breaking up with familiarity is not an easy task. Breaking up with sin. Oh, oh, y'all going to leave me by myself? Uh, Really? Are are y'all all holy up in here? Breaking up with sin doesn't feel good being in sin feels so much good don't it feel good when you curse somebody out oh y'all gonna act like y'all holy up in here huh oh it feels good to be in sin why because that is the nature that is the nature of the flesh oh but we don't walk by the flesh we walk by the spirit. So it's so much harder to walk in the Spirit because it requires breaking some things. It requires fasting, prayer, seeking God's face. Who wants to do that? But the flesh pulls you back in. Listen, they have spent a year getting instructions on the law. And how to build a tabernacle for God to dwell in. They had powerful experiences with God. But they became content with those experiences. And settled for a very limited knowledge of who God was. But it was time to move on. There are other lessons to be learned church. New experiences to obtain. New dreams to realize. Some Christians never leave this first mountain. Because they keep falling into the same sin of conformity. Complacency. And settling. Some have been living in the mountain for far too long. The mountain of fear. The mountain of depression. The mountain of discouragement. The mountain of prayerlessness. The mountain of stagnant. Some people's lives seem to be going nowhere. They are in a rut. Life has become routine for many. Living in horror will have you wasting time. It's sad to watch someone full of potential. Full of promise and full of the calling of God who is going nowhere it's a sad sight to see for almost 40 years the children of Israel were circling the same wilderness they were moving the only problem is they were moving in circles are you moving in circles in your life? is your marriage moving in circles? is your business moving in circles? are your relationships moving in circles? is your spiritual life moving in circles? Are your finances moving in circles and not getting anywhere? The question is why? Is it me? Am I the problem? What is it that I'm doing that I keep circling? Number two, he said, break camp. The first one is breaking camp. Number two, Deuteronomy 1 said, break camp and advance. Break camp and advance. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 7. Break camp and advance. Possessing requires moving. Possessing requires moving. You know, one of the prayers that that we should pray is this. Our prayer should be, God, interrupt whatever that we're doing so that we can join you in what you're doing. I want you to repeat that after me. Say, God interrupt whatever we're doing so that we can join in what you're doing. We need to advance. If we're ever going to possess the promised land in our lives, we need to move. Now moving requires walking and walking is scary because it requires faith because you're walking into the unknown. I remember I had my girls, when they were smaller, they, um we were at the community pool where we live, and we were having fun, you know, regular community pool, like anybody's community pool, and we're there, we have little bottles of water, little things, and all of a sudden, as I'm there, I get a text from a friend, say, hey, you want to go to Aquatica with your girls, I got free tickets, I say, what, you know us, boy, they say free, we don't care what it is, it's like, we stand in line what are y'all standing in line for I don't know it's free I don't know what they're giving but it's free it could be a beat down I'll take it it's free it's free so when he sent me that time I said wow so I wanted to surprise them I said girls we gotta go where we going I don't wanna go that's the mentality of many people in church your father tells you pick up and go. Where are we going? I didn't want to go. Everything looks good here. It feels good here. The seats are comfortable. The lights are nice. The sound system is good. Where are we going? Why we gotta I don't understand. Shut your mouth, pick up and go. You're not in a position to be questioning God the Father. You're in a position to shut your mouth and obey me because I am God, and I have commanded you to pick up and go. Too many people complain, and too many people, and that's why you're in the situation that you're in. That's why Israel was in that situation. They were bickering. They were complaining. They were always upset, and God said, For punishment, the old generation is not going to go. The new generation is going to go. I don't want to be part of the old generation. I want to be part of the generation that says, God, whatever you say, here I am. If I got to drag myself, I'll drag myself. But I'm going into my promised land. Girls, we're gonna go. Where we going? He's a surprise. I don't wanna go. Girls, let's go. Trust me. You wanna go? It's just a pool, baby, but we like it. Oh, but this is just one pool. Where we're going, there's many pools. Where we're going, there's many slides. Where we're going, there's so much more. You don't wanna stay here. We're going somewhere better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're to leave the known for the unknown, advance into uncharted territory. I believe God wants us to advance. He wants us to head toward our possession and our promise. Oh, it's time for new experiences, new dimensions, new revelation, a new path, a new encounter, and a new way of thinking. Listen, people, we need to move. Move from your old way of thinking. Move from where you're at. Move. Some things. Now we need to advance. We need to move. Number three. I only have oh God, 60 minutes. We need to pray for Willie after this. Number three. Sometimes I feel like they they moving the clock forward fast. I feel it in my spirit. They moving the clock. Y'all ready for number three? Write this down. Possessing requires purity. I knew I wasn't gonna get too many amens right there. I was ready not to get amens. Possession requires purity. Look what happens. Fast forward years, now we're into Joshua. Moses died, God takes his body and he hides it. God tells Joshua, Joshua, you're the man. You're gonna lead this generation. They get to the Jordan. Jordan means new beginnings. The water hasn't departed yet, and that's scary because they're moving towards the Jordan River. When they touch the water, boom, God shows up again. Won't he do it? God is a God that'll show up even to the very last minute if you believe. They get to the Jordan River, bam! He splits the Jordan River. They walk on dry ground. They get to the other side. They're about to possess their land when all of a sudden God says, Joshua, what, what, what? What's up? What's up? what it says look at Joshua 5 2 7. at that time the Lord told Joshua make flint knives and circumcise this second generation of Israelites ooh I know what y'all thinking ooh I cringe when I read that Sometimes I'll be all emotional when I read the Bible. Sometimes I have to leave the Bible and walk away and say, God, I can't take this. This is rated X. I can't take this. Take out a flint knife, turn to them boys, and circumcise them. Let me put it in perspective and context for you because I don't think you're appreciating the text very well. I don't want to be too dramatic here, but let me share this with you. There was no anesthesia. Can I get a witness? Now you get it? There was no painkillers. Can I get a witness? He lined them up. Come on, boys. Next. Watch this. Watch this. Purity is going to hurt. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Purity is going to hurt. It is why God takes many of us through hard times. You know what he's doing? Purifying your character. The reason some of you are going through what you're going through is because God loves you so much that he has to purify your heart. Because if he doesn't purify your heart, you cannot possess what God has for you. And his desire is for you to possess it. I got to cut something. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. But church, I love you too much to leave you unpure. Where I'm taking you requires a change of heart. God, I don't know if I can take this. Trust me, you're going to take it because I'm with you. I'm the one doing the pruning. I'm the one doing the cutting. That attitude is going to go. That anger that you have is going to go. That spirit of envy is going to go. That spirit of gossiping all the time, is got to go. It can't go with you to the promised land. It just can't go with you. Deuteronomy 36 And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live the idea of circumcision of the heart is found in Romans chapter 2 verse 29 it refers to having a pure heart separated unto God Paul writes a Jew is one inwardly and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit not by the letter you could know all the Bible you want but if your heart ain't right all the knowledge of the Bible is in vain it's in living the knowledge many of us are enjoying and obtain the benefits and the provisions of the promise we have enjoyed victories won by others we have ridden the backs of other people's prayers warfare work and study of the word however too many of us have not been circumcised in the heart too many of us are unsanctified unholy we are in the camp and we are blessed because of it but we haven't been purified yet I declare to you that you can visit the promised land without being holy, but you cannot stay there. It is easier to obtain than it is to maintain. Possession demands purity. Purity produces power to possess. Too many of us are content with visiting our promise. You visit the benefits. You love the blessing, but you reject the blesser. Our prayer needs to change. Our attitude needs to change. God, thank you for the blessing, but it's you who I want. Listen, you can't settle there or inhabit the place because of lack of purity. Listen, your talent will get you to the promised land, but it's your character that will enable you to stay there. You will never be able to possess until you first allow God to purify. Let me finish. I got nine minutes. The day of trying to live in the promised land yet staying as close to the filth of this culture is over. Young people, young people, listen to me. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We are called to be light in darkness yes go into the world yes go out with them yes go hang out with them yes go out to the world with them but as soon as they take out that little blunt and say here you want to hit this you say nah I don't need that blunt I serve the blunt of all blunts his name is Jesus I don't need the little blunt to get high I don't need cocaine to get high I don't need my little Bacardi to get drunk because as soon as Jesus is in my heart I don't need it anymore I don't suffer from depression no more I don't suffer from anxiety no more all I need is a little dose of the Holy Ghost watch this I want you to notice that as soon as they went through the purification process they didn't immediately possess the land watch this I'm going to close this is important As soon as they went through the purification process, they did not move into the promised land. They were right there. Look what happened. The word says that they waited to go forward until they had healed. Which brings me to my last point. Possessing the promised land requires healing. Possessing The promised land requires healing. The word doesn't say, doesn't just say that they stayed in the camp, but specifically says they stayed in the camp in their specific place until they were healed, Joshua 5.8. Let's look at that. After all the males have been circumcised, they rested in the camp until they were healed. I am convinced That too many of us want to do battle before we are whole. We don't want to stay in the healing place. God has a healing place designed for us. We must learn to stay in that place until we are fully healed. God wants to put some of us in that place. But too often we want to force our way into the limelight, into the stage, the ministry. When what we really need is to stay in our healing place. That's why many people are falling from grace, pastors falling from grace, worship leaders falling from grace, ministers falling from grace because God purified them and they didn't give time for the healing process they came back and they came bleeding still not fully whole no church you need some time to heal you need some time in the healing place i'm here to let you know church that the day of healing is here after you heal you'll be like the people of israel they got up in the name of jesus they were made whole they broke things, they began to walk, they began to get purified, and then they got healed. And when they got healed, they began to march. They began to take the promised land. They began to possess. You want to possess? You want a better marriage? You want a better business? You better break some things in your life. You want God to move in your life, in your finances? There's some things that need to be broken today. Today, 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 today. God wants to break some things. You want to possess the promised land? You need to stop being lazy. Stop being comfortable. Get up and start moving. Start moving you want to possess the promised land stop for a second and let God operate in your heart let the Holy Spirit open you up and take out whatever it is that is bogging you down your character anger jealousy envy all those things have to come out Emotional wounds, and then you're gonna to have to let the Holy Spirit keep you in a place to heal you, heal you, heal you, heal you, heal you. You can't, you can't, but but I want to go, I can see it, I see the promised land. God said it's for me, I know. Calm down, I can't let you go yet. If you go in you're going to hurt somebody in the promised land. Because hurt people hurt people. Jesus. If I let you go in now, you're going to mess it up. I can't let you go in now. I need you to sit still. (laughs) Let me heal you. Let me heal you. In due time, going to give you what I promised you for I am not a man to lie nor a son of man to repent if I said it it shall be done heaven and earth shall pass but my word shall stand forever church understand no weapon formed against you shall prosper for greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world a prophetic day I come in here not with my pastoral hat but with a prophetic hat that after today many of you here will never be the same you're coming out of Horeb out of Eliab and you're going to your promised land don't let the devil lie to you church Let the devil destroy what God has blessed you with. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about new birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.